You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good morning. If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack a lacking, baby? What's crack a lacking? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. Arizona Senator John McCain will be laid to rest today. Burial is set for this afternoon at the U.S. Naval Academy. It will culminate a week of tributes as NPR's Windsor Johnston reports. Family, friends, and dignitaries filled Washington, D.C.'s National Cathedral yesterday to remember the late senator. McCain's daughter, Megan, opened the service with an emotional tribute. My father was a great man. He was a great warrior. He was a great American. Former President Barack Obama remarked on McCain's civility and integrity. John cared about the institutions of self-government, our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, rule of law, separation of powers, even the arcane rules and procedures of the Senate. McCain will be buried with military honors at the U.S. Naval Academy later today in Annapolis. Windsor Johnston, NPR News. A new American commander taking over in Afghanistan. Army General Scott Miller assumed command of the NATO mission today. In his comments at the ceremony in Kabul, Miller urged the Taliban to come to peace terms with the Afghan government. New research being presented today at the annual meeting of the American Political Science Association in Boston suggests that American gun owners are more politically active than people who don't own guns. Researchers argue that this could explain, at least in part, the difficulties of changing gun legislation despite declining ownership. 
NPR's Ritu Chatterjee reports. Researchers used results from two national surveys done between 1972 and 2012 that collected, among other information, data on gun ownership, education, and other factors, including voting history. The analysis showed that over the decades, gun owners have been more likely to vote in presidential elections than non-gun owners. And the influence of gun ownership on voting is larger than that of gender, income, or age. The researchers also found that gun owners are more likely to contact public officials about gun policy and more likely to sign a petition related to guns. Ritu Chatterjee, NPR News. There's been a large explosion in the Somali capital, Mogadishu. Officials say a car bomb detonated, killing three soldiers. The BBC's Will Ross reports that officials say the bomb targeted local government offices. This was an extremely powerful blast. A car containing explosives was rammed into a local government building where officials of Hauladag district were working. The soldiers who died had been guarding the building. Across the road, the entire roof of a mosque was blown off and nearby homes were reduced to rubble. Several children at a Quranic school were caught up in the blast and have been rushed to hospital. The Islamist militant group Al-Shabaab said it carried out the attack. It frequently detonates car bombs and often targets local officials in its effort to overthrow the internationally backed Somali government. You're listening to NPR News. Coming up next on The Serious Side. John's beloved family. Kane, Cindy, and Kane's children. President Mrs. Bush, President Secretary Clinton, Vice President Mrs. Biden, Vice President Ms. Cheney, Vice President Gore. And as John would say, my friends, We come to celebrate an extraordinary man, too stubborn to sit still, opinionated as ever, fiercely devoted to his friends, and most of all to his family. It showed his irreverence, his sense of humor, a little bit of a mischievous streak. After all, what better way to get a last laugh than to make George and I say nice things about him to a national audience? Sidney McCain III, with many things, we gather here to mourn the passing of American greatness. The real thing, not cheap rhetoric from men who will never come near the sacrifice he gave so willingly, nor the opportunistic appropriation of those who lived lives of comfort and privilege while he suffered and served. He was a great fire who burned bright. If you have resented that fire, for that light it cast upon them, for the truth it revealed about their character. But my father never cared what they thought. The America of John McCain is generous and welcoming and bold. She is resourceful and confident and secure. She meets her responsibilities. She speaks quietly because she is strong. America does not boast because she has no need to. The America of John McCain has no need to be made great again because America was always great. 
Well, look, I mean, this is uh, Florida elections are always competitive, and um, you know, this is a guy who, although he's much too too liberal for Florida, I think he's got huge problems with how he's governed Tallahassee. Uh, you know, he is an articulate spokesman for those far left views, and he's a charismatic candidate. And you know, I watched those Democrat debates; none of that it was, it was my cup of tea. But I mean, he performed better than the other people there. So, so we've got to work hard to make sure that we continue Florida going in a good direction. Let's build off the success we've had on Governor Scott. The last thing we need to do is to monkey this up by trying to embrace a socialist agenda with huge tax increases and bankrupting the state. That is not going to work. That's not going to be good for Florida. I have the pleasure to present to you Dr. Martin Luther King, J.R. happy to join with you today in what will go down in history as the greatest demonstration for freedom in the history of our nation. Good morning and welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show. Here is your host, J. Ryle, along with Miss Kathleen Williams, Mr. Jerome Esprit, Mr. Elias, and the official texter of the show, Mr. Johnny D. which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network online radio. And it's best like the man said, I'm Jay Ralph. Thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of your Sunday morning as you prepare for church or as you sit back and grab a cup of coffee and listen to the knowledge and the wisdom from those of us here on the serious side. 347-850-1272 is the caller number. Let me introduce you to my man. He is the man, the myth, the legend, the man who really runs everything around here. The host with the most, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, sir, and thank you for that warm welcome. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing outstanding, Mr. Elias. It's September. Uh, at the end of the show, doing my final uh, comments, I'm going to make uh, some remarks about an extraordinary woman. Uh, but just a beautiful day. How about you? Hey, man. It is a beautiful day where I am. Getting ready to get out here, getting me some... Um, you know, stuff on the grill and do what I do, man. You know how I get now. Absolutely. Of course, it is, uh, what, Labor Day weekend. Uh, and uh, sure. so people are here. Uh, we want to say thanks to all the workers out there. So it's a three-day weekend for most Americans. So hopefully you guys can uh, get out there and barbecue and just have fun with the family. It's always a good time to spend and time with the folks that you love, family and friends. Uh, you know, I always tell people. And don't forget why we celebrate Labor Day either. Yeah. Uh, well, of course. You know what? That's a beautiful segue because I know how you feel about it. Go ahead, Mr. Elias. Tell <laughs> the people who are listening why we celebrate. For the American yeah. workers, for the American workers, we Absolutely. celebrate Labor Day for the American workers, folks. And 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 keep this in mind too, folks. You wouldn't have eight-hour workdays, you wouldn't have weekends or holidays if it wasn't for a labor union. So keep that in mind anytime you tell somebody tell you how bad a union is. Keep that in mind. 
There it is. That guy there is a big union supporter, and you know that if you've been listening to this show. So absolutely. So it's uh, Labor Day weekend. Glad you guys are here. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. What a week of uh, national events and politics. We uh, laid to rest two American icons. We'll talk about that during the show. We'll definitely spend time talking about John McCain. But you know, listen, we'll remember the man which we did last week, but we're going to really talk about some of the messages during some of the readings and eulogies. Uh, just outstanding, and I hope the big orange guy was listening in, but we'll see. Uh, then we'll talk about comments that were made a few... Yeah, of course, you're right about that. We'll talk about comments that were made by uh, 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 something that's going on in Florida. A gubernatorial race is going, mm-hmm. a gubernatorial race is going on down there, and uh, i tell you what, man, we're going to talk about that guy. Coming up second set, and of course we're going to take this opportunity to do something that I did not see any coverage on uh, last week. August uh, last month marked the 55th anniversary of the March on Washington, so we're going to spend some time reflecting on that as well. If we don't address it, who will? Once again, the number is 347-850-1272. Kathleen Williams, she, she, she's off this morning, I think. She may check in. And of course, our guy the main man, the smartest man in the world. Uh, Mr. Jerome Esprit usually checks in with us uh, after his commitment with Clear Channel Radio. Our director of social media also stops in and gives you those nuggets of social media information you need to stay in contact with the show. And, of course, our resident texter, the one and only Mr. Johnny D, in the place to be, will be chiming in with his comments throughout the show. Once again, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Thirteen minutes after the hour. All right, America said goodbye to a living war hero this past week. Matter of fact, yesterday, and he will be laid to rest today at his beloved uh, the Annapolis uh, the Academy, where he uh, he just held so hard, so strong in his heart. We're talking about Senator Senator John Sidney McCain will be laid to rest today. What an emotional uh, ceremony yesterday, Mr. Elias. I watched it from beginning to end. You know, being a former military guy, um, I'm always uh, just infatuated with the military precision of how military funerals work. Uh, I used to be the NCOIC of a funeral detail, so I know the preparation that those young men and women put into that very prestigious uh, moment and honor uh, to serve on that detail. So I watched this stuff. Uh, and, and it's just, you know, it's just fascinating to me. But what was more fascinating and what was really just heart-wrenching was the public uh, display of just emotion by Meghan McCain. You know, most of the time, white folks, I love you white people, but you guys usually don't cry at funerals. You know, black funerals, mm-hmm. they're laying out in the house. And, ah! <laughs> but, you know, uh, white folks usually just dab an eye or so and, uh, you know, say goodbye to their loved ones. But Meghan McCain this past week, I, I mean, I was just heartbroken watching the grief um, that she displayed during all these ceremonies, and just to have to go through this. I mean, they had a, a memorial service in Arizona, then they had one at the Capitol, then they had this, and they had one in Washington, D.C. Now they have the, you know, the, the public, I mean, not the a very private uh, ceremony for the burial, uh, where John McCain will be laid to rest next to one of his POW buddies. But just to watch that whole thing carry out. I can't go through one funeral. When my grandmother passed away, it was the worst thing that ever happened to me, Mr. Elias. And, you know, and I can't imagine doing that four times. 
But for her to really wear it on her sleeve, man, I mean, listen, I take my hat off to her because there was no shame in her game. She was daddy's little girl, and she let the nation know, know how much she missed her father. What say you? I have to agree, man. I mean, anytime you lose a father or a, uh, anytime you lose a parent, that is just a heart-wrenching um, event, man. You know, I've lost my, my, lost my father in 83, man, yeah. and, uh, you know, dude, it's just... It, 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 it's irreplaceable. There's nothing you can do to sit here and say, oh, why is she doing this? Oh, get over it. No, man. No. You know, I, I agree. I, I understand what she's going through because the, the bottom line is you'll never get to talk to that person on this side of this earth again. You'll never get to, yeah. even though you even though you get to and, and develop some of the lessons that they've taught you, and yeah. you, you'll get to the messages sometimes will resonate in you when you're sometimes sitting back thinking. You don't get yeah. that chance to say, I love you, uh, and they get to say it back to you. So I understand what she's going through. I do. I do. Yeah. And for it to be a very public display, I think, is what, uh, for me, is just, uh, I mean, she's my new hero, at least for a couple of weeks, because... Uh, <laughs> I just thought what she did at that funeral was powerful. And let's talk about her comments. You know, we played some of her comments at the beginning of the show. Uh, they were direct at the man sitting at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Yes, when she talked about when her husband, when her dad served while others lived a life of comfort and privilege. How she talked about, you know, America doesn't need to be made great again. America was already great again. It was just profound comments. And while Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner were sitting right there in the audience, man, I thought, my God, out of everyone who spoke, I thought her and President Obama's comments were at the top of the list. But, man, she really laid into the administration, and she didn't give a damn how they felt about it. Would you? Would you, at that point in time, this man has insulted your father. He's, he's done everything to, to uh, discredit his memory. And, and you're supposed to sit there and, and, and act, act accordingly? No. 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 I don't blame him. I'd have blasted him. I'd have really bl- I'd have came in and, and said his name and the, and, the, and the chump we got at 1600 Avenue. I wouldn't have held nothing back. Not a damn thing. I'd have blasted his ass and not thought anything about it. Funeral or not, you did. He did. He totally disrespected him when he was alive and when he was after he passed. Totally disrespected yeah. him. Yeah, the pettiness of this president is something that we will probably never see again in life. I just hope that this is not a turn. And the other thing that people are not talking about as much, the fact that, you know, the McCain family, people talked about Sarah Palin not being there. Well, that was because the, 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 the uh, McCain family did not want her there. They didn't because want her John McCain, that. according to uh, folks who are close to John McCain, said that John McCain really and truly takes, he feels some responsibility for the current climate that we're in. He says because by him bringing in Sarah Palin, and she was the one that was talking all this, you know, pounding around with enemies, and sh- she really led to the Tea Party. And the Tea Party really involved into what we have today. And in some way, John McCain felt that he was responsible for the presidency of Donald Trump by electing Sarah Palin. And so the Palin family, I'm sorry, the McCain family, through, you know, through intermediaries, 
reached out to the McCain, I mean, to the Palin family and said, hey, we don't want you to be there. Don't come. I'm surprised she didn't show up. I'm really surprised she did. You know what? I was I'm thinking really about that, too. I was thinking you know, about that, too. One of those people, I, 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 I do whatever she, I want to do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm feeling you on that. And then the fact that Ivanka and Jared, uh, Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner was there, and, and reports are saying now that Ivanka lobbied to Senator Lindsey Graham to be invited. She wanted to be there. She shared a heartfelt condolences, according to Lindsey Graham. And so then he went and asked permission from the McCain family, and the McCain family said that she could be there. So that's the reason why she was there and her husband, which a lot of people thought was wild. And so for her to sit there and listen to people talk about her dad the way they're talking about, the way they talked about him at that funeral service, Mr. Elias, I thought was, I don't know how I would feel if I were in her, her shoes, right? I mean, her daddy is a dummy. Her daddy is one of the most disruptive uh, people who have ever occupied the White House. And I think deep, 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 deep down inside, I think she knows this. If she knows it, Jay, why don't she distance herself from it then? If you know something is wrong, you But but let me ask you something. I'm glad you brought that up. Think about this, Ms. Delias. Everything you are in your life today, everything you have is because of your parents. No matter how flawed they are, you know, listen, let's flip the script. If you if look, I know a lot of people who have daddies and and mamas who are not worthy of being called that title. But you don't abandon your mama because your mama is a drug addict and an alcoholic. You don't do that. So when we ask her to, you know, why don't you distance yourself? That's her father. It's not like she. That's that's her dad. Why don't you speak out against it though, Jay? My father and mother always taught me, if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. Speak out against I don't care If they said No matter they, my, my mother and father Always taught me They said I don't care who's wrong If I'm wrong You speak out against it But be respectful about it well, But Okay But can we not say I mean look She's put out some tweets uh, About You know Trying to You know Contradicting Some of the things That her father said Even Melania Trump We've talked about that Throughout the Throughout the course of the year So I mean Can we really say Listen I know she makes You know To me She was absent mm. on this whole thing With the immigrant children She was told yes. that She tweeted a picture Of her holding her child When you know All these people Were being separated Which by the way Is still going on And we need to make sure That we stay on top of that Because in the age of Trump It's easy how this stuff Gets forgotten When the cameras and the bright lights go away, we still have over 500 children who are not with their parents because of this administration. And this guy continues to do the bait and switch thing, Mr. Elias. It's all about smoke and mirrors. Let me do something that's going to change the narrative today so that way they can take their eyes off what I'm really doing. Hey, look, who is that? While I stick my hand in your back pocket. This goes on a lot with this administration, and it's ridiculous for us to sit here and think that that's not what's going on. So we need to keep our eye on the ball on that. But getting back to Ivanka Trump, and I agree with you, Mr. Elias. I think you're right. As a parent, you want your child to speak up and say the right thing. But is it really realistic to expect her to come out and say, my dad is a fool, he's an idiot, and the bottom line is don't listen to him. Come on, Mr. Elias. What, what's, what's realistic is when, when, when the immigration uh, when, and when that immigration hold, when they were taking the children away, yeah, she could have stood out and said, hey, look, my father's wrong, and I don't agree with him on this. 
This is this touches my heart in a certain way. That's all she had to do was stand up and and say something. When did she stand up and say anything? Right. Say, I'm gonna tweet something out. No, man. Say, anytime they walk out a building, they got the microphones and the cameras on them. She could have said that. I, I I stand against him. I love my father, but this is wrong to take to separate children from their family. This is dead wrong. Well, I don't agree with it. That's all she had to do was stand up and say that. No, she's silent. No, I'm gonna walk on away from it. No, I'm good. No, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah, let's bring in uh, the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Shree, for the last few minutes of this segment. Good morning, Jerome. How you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? What's up, Elliot? What's up, Jerome? Hey, What's up, brother? Just another day in the world of Trump. So we were talking about the McCain funeral. We were talking about some of the poignant comments. And, you know, I want to get your perspective on the eulogy that President Obama delivered. I've been reading comments, Mr. Elias and Jerome, all over the Internet, and people are just like, oh, my God, there has to be something in the Constitution to put him back in office. (laughs) This is what a president is supposed to be like. I read a comment the other day. They said, "Oh, and they said, here's my prayer. Oh, God, please, is there any way to put him back in the office? I promise you I would not ask for anything else ever in life. You know, this guy in a lot, it felt like it was a little bit of nostalgia yesterday, uh, Jerome. As I watched the funeral and all the coverage on TV, you know, usually at these national events, you have the president on the front row next to the family, and look who is sitting in seat number one of the dignitary aisle, the one and only President Barack Obama. Your thoughts on his eulogy and the fact that uh, what role does this man still play in this country, especially in times like this? Well, I don't I, – well, I can say a lot about that, but I can just tell you to start off, I like the optics of it with, with him sitting there having three Secret Servicemen behind him and then having um, General Kelly and those guys behind them. And then going to Henry Kissinger, right. and then in the next one had um, Lindsey Graham. Like they put all of them behind him, which they should always be behind him. So it was good optics for me. Yes. But at, yeah. At the same time, you know, um, it, it's like life. You know, you didn't appreciate him when he was there, and now you see a nut. Like. Again, I don't see Cornell West and Tavis running around talking about we need to have a tour to keep him on task. They, everybody don't have the activism that they had hating on him. And now people are going to say that they appreciate him. That's crazy. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a reminder about how Trump came to existence. Because when we were stable as a nation, you know, people keep talking about how great the economy is and we're at historic numbers. You know why it's great? Because... Obama made it great. He's just taking credit for it. So yep. they passed no meaning, meaningful legislation. They have not even passed a clean budget since they've been there. So they're floating off of Obama's budget and then doing extensions onto the budget that Obama did, and they're taking credit for it. And we let them off the hook by saying, you know, hey, you know, what is Trump is saying this, and this true unemployment is that, and blah, blah, blah. We're sidetracking. It's almost like talking about this McCain funeral for me. It's boring as hell to talk about McCain funeral because Aretha's funeral was what we should be talking about. You know what I mean? So when we start talking about optics and politics just generally, I can tell you this, that they were perfectly within their rights, whether it was at Aretha's or at McCain's funeral, to talk politics because if that's what that man felt, he was a politician. 
they get the right to take shots at whoever they want. And just because they snuck Vanna and Jared in there, hopefully that does the conservative people hearts well. But they still were pariahs in that piece, and they looked like pariahs while they were there. Yeah, beautiful segue into uh, in this morning's or in this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less. Like Jerome said, the Queen of Soul was laid to rest, and what a function it was! It was almost like a living concert. You know, when we get down, we get down. So here's a tribute to the Queen of Soul as we look in on our funeral in this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less. On Friday, the Greater Grace Temple in Detroit embodied the spirit, the fierceness, and the joy of Aretha Franklin. Thousands attended the seven-plus-hour funeral that featured family, friends, civil rights activists, preachers, and a former president who celebrated Franklin's legacy by offering personal stories and prayer. And, as NPR's Anastasia Siulkas reports, the undercurrent to it all was music. All kinds of musicians were at Detroit's Greater Grace Temple to pay tribute to a legend and the raw power of her music. Some of the performers counted Aretha Franklin as a friend and colleague for many decades, like Stevie Wonder. Smokey Robinson and Franklin grew up around the corner from each other. So now my longest friend has gone home. Robinson sang Really Gonna Miss You a cappella, his voice sweetly piping out alone across the hushed church. Really gonna miss you. It's really gonna be different without you. For the rest of my life. Gonna be thinking about you. Other performers came to know Aretha Franklin much more recently. Was reportedly handpicked by Franklin to play her in an upcoming biopic. At the funeral, Hudson blazed through the song Amazing Grace. And gospel music was the backbone and the heart of Aretha Franklin's homegoing service. Franklin made her first recordings at age 14 in her father's church in Detroit. And there were gospel inflections in everything she sang, as one of the speakers, the Reverend Dr. William Barber, pointed out. In Aretha, the holiness of the sacred and the secular came together in a way that could only be ordered by the Lord. Some say... That even as the world spins, there is a certain tune to the world's orbit. Aretha tapped into that tune and taught us its rhythm. Some performers directly reflected that lifelong history that Aretha Franklin had with gospel. Franklin once filled in for Shirley Caesar when she was old. At Friday's service, Caesar sang with a more up-and-coming gospel artist, Tasha Cobbs Leonard. Funk singer Shaka Khan built on that foundation when she spun out the gospel tune Going Up Yonder at the service. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
the funeral, speaker after speaker pointed out that Aretha Franklin's legacy as an artist is inseparable from her work as an often undersung hero of the civil rights movement, work that so often began in churches. Author Michael Eric Dyson said that her advocacy and support stretched over decades. She was about getting Angela Davis out of jail. She was about working with Martin Luther King Jr. and Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton. She was about transforming the existence of black America. Aretha Franklin helped transform her community, and through her music, she moved a much larger world. Anastasia Tsoulkas, NPR News, Detroit. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good and If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, man. Man, what's crack-a-lackin', baby? What's crack-a-lackin'? It's time for the serious side of the J. Rowe Show. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Well, look, I mean, this is it. Florida elections are always competitive. And, um, you know, this is a guy who, although he's much too too liberal for Florida, I think he's got huge problems with how he's governed Tallahassee. Uh, you know, he is an articulate spokesman for those far left views. And he's a charismatic candidate. And, you know, I watched those Democrat debates. None of that was my cup of tea. But, I mean, he performed better than the other people there. So, so we've got to work hard to make sure that we continue Florida going in a good direction. Let's build off the success we've had on Governor Scott. The last thing we need to do is to monkey this up by trying to embrace a socialist agenda with huge tax increases and bankrupting the state. That is not going to work. That's not going to be good for Florida. Welcome back in 347 you're listening to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. And it's best for me to read the comments from Johnny D. He's checked in on the McCain funeral. He said the display and respect and admiration rendered to Senator McCain was full of pageantry, pageantry <laughs> and prompt authored uh, predicted in America, the sincere comments made by McCain, by Megan McCain, of both Presidents Obama and Bush were a welcome refreshment and powerful testimony. As men, we need to ensure the memories we leave people with reflect our lives, accomplishments, and deeds. The desire to do God's will and serve our purpose must challenge us to make memories. The challenge is to make memories that are positive. When you give the final password of life, your name will outlive you. Well, it's uh, powerful. Thank you, Johnny, for checking in. Also, another very powerful person has checked in with us. The very lovely Kathleen Williams is in the house. Good morning, Kathleen. How are you? Oh, I am blessed this morning. Thank you so much. How are you? Good morning, Kathleen. Doing Good morning, outstanding. Brad. Doing outstanding. 
doing outstanding. Yeah. All right, folks. Uh, listen, um, bottom line is, is that, um, you know, America is already great. And we don't need no guy with a manufactured spray tan to tell us this. And sell merchandise is just ridiculous. <laughs> it's just nonsense. You know, real quick, another note here. I mean, that was a beautiful. I uh, wanted to make sure in four minutes or less we pay tribute to the Queen of Soul. It was a beautiful sight. Uh, spent a few minutes on that. Uh, you know, a lot of people, Mr. Ellis, let me ask you a question. I'm just curious. And I don't want to get into it too deep. But uh, a lot of people are not happy that President Obama didn't show up to her uh, funeral. What, what are your thoughts on that? Um. <laughs> oh. Wow. Were you taken back by that a little bit? Just a little bit, man. But, you know, you, okay. know, you never know what President Obama's got got going on either. So. Yeah, but him and Aretha, man, were very close. So, uh, anyway, I thought that uh, a lot of people are pointing that out. Yeah, anyway. Okay, All right, listen, not. we're talking about it. You know, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Who was that? No, I was saying apparently they're not that close. I mean, you know, I don't mean to be cynical, my bad, but, you know, the, the thing is, is, I, you know, you should have played part of Michael Dyson's speech because, you know, he did take a shot, and I thought it was at President Obama by saying some people some people sent letters that should have been here. Mr. Farrakhan sat uh. on that stage and respected everybody. He didn't get up and leave. He sat there and clapped and encouraged everybody, and he did not even speak. And there's a big difference. Between who? who was that? I'm sorry. Who was that again? Louis Farrakhan. Louis Farrakhan. Okay, got it. Got it. Okay, I didn't hear. Yeah, okay, go ahead. The honorable minister. So I, I want to yeah. make sure that we don't get in the same type of propaganda by calling that man by his first name, because what happens is that people do that to disrespect him. And I have a lot of respect for him. I saw what Judge Mathis said. I watched probably about you know six hours of that thing. You know what I mean? And I heard people yeah. complaining, this is too long. And I'm thinking, have you ever mm-hmm. been to a black church before? Because I've been there for yeah. four and didn't nobody <laughs> die. Right? Really? So, no, look at Whitney Houston's funeral. I mean, come on. Well, well look at it yeah, this way. I mean, way. that thing was long, too. It's our, it's yeah. our culture. Right? Yeah, that's what we do. She was an icon in our culture. So uh, she's not just an icon for our culture. She's an icon. Right? And so we need to respect yeah. that. We're not going to take no, you know, 15-minute commercial break just because somebody's broadcasting um, want to take their um, allotted time slots. This ain't no broadcast reality show. Right. She grew up and lived in the church. And you know she probably went to church and stayed there for four or five hours at a time. So exactly. if you don't sure. like it, don't go. And if you can't, right. if you don't understand black folks' culture and you have a problem with it, don't go. Stop hanging around black people. You know, I say it to other black folks who have that problem because we started getting a little bougie when it comes to church, right? We do what we do in our own natural cadence. Music is important. It is important to your um, to your health, to your cell development. Having a vibration like that moves everybody on this planet. So you need to enjoy that yep. and see for what it's worth. Stop calling an award show. Stop being mad that... You know, you had great performances. She was a great performer. Of course, there was going to be great performers that honored her. And so when I think about it, it kind of makes me feel some kind of way that we always want to kind of pull back from our own culture to classify somebody else. Don't go. Don't watch. 
Yeah, like I always say, you know what? If you don't like what we do, change the channel. And that's for all you Republicans who are out there listening to you. Because I know you, you know, you guys are trolling us a little bit, but that's okay. I read some of your comments during the week, and that's fine. I, you do what you want to do. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You know, but listen, everyone's talking about the absence of uh, President Obama. But you know, listen, when President Obama first came on the scene, he was this young, energetic African American who, when he started running in two thousand seven. Bottom line is, people were like, there's no way you're going to beat the Clinton machine. You have Biden, Clinton, you had Edwards, you had all these people on the stage, and here's this guy who spent less than two years in the Senate. Who the hell do you think he is trying to run for president? I'll tell you what, let's fast forward to 2018, and we have something that's working and cooking and brewing down there in Florida. Another guy, not supposed to be there, was supposed to lose. All of a sudden, he is standing tall. We're talking about Andrew Gilliam. Uh, this guy is the uh, the, the Democratic uh, representative for governor in the state of Florida. And, of course, we're talking about the comments that were made uh, on Fox News by his opponent. You know, Mr. Elias, for this guy to sit here and think that using comments like monkeying around are, to me, what was more offensive is this articulate comment. It's like we're African-Americans, but, oh, wait a minute, oh, well, he's an articulate uh, African-American. What the heck does that mean? Oh, because whoa, because most of us are dumb and stupid, so all of a sudden when you run into one that can actually speak and enunciate his words, he's articulate? Come on, Mr. Elias. What were they trying to do when this guy made these comments on Laura Ingram's show out of all places? I don't know why she's still in the air. What say you, sir? Well, you know something? He used all the dog whistle worlds. All of them. And... You know, if you look at his, he's he, he spoke at all kind of all right events, man. So you know, let, let, let's take it back there. And then for some of these, some of these, quote unquote, uh, people to come out and say, well, no, you guys are too sensitive. We're too sensitive when you say we don't need to monkey this thing up. You, you know, he's articulate and he, come on. And then the guy said, well, if you look at his whole comments, I watched this on MSNBC. The guy said, if you look at his whole comments. He said what a, what, a, what a fine job he did in the uh, debate. And I'm thinking to myself, well, he still said it was a fine job he did in the debate, and he's articulate. Are we not supposed to be articulate? But he did also say we don't want to monkey this thing up, sending out a message, uh, you know, like I said, the dog whistles to, 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 all, the, to, to all the alt-rights and, hey, get this monkey off the stage. That's what they're saying. So let, let's don't play dumb like, like it's not happening. It's happening. Yeah, you know, uh, usually when these types of things happen, uh, happens, I uh, I usually think of Jerome as free. But in this particular situation, I thought about the the lovely young lady that's with us this morning. First thoughts that came through my mind was, what the heck is Kathleen Williams thinking about when she heard these comments? And so I'm just curious for the world to know. Kathleen, your thoughts, please. Um, <laughs> thank you. Because I. What I thought was, um, well, let me do it this way, because you left me out of the Aretha Franklin discussion. So I'm going to just copy Jerome and say, wait, y'all forgot me. I wanted to say about Aretha that the, um, uh, I don't know if you all said it before I joined, that during the changing of the guard in London at Buckingham Palace, the changing of the guard, they played an Aretha Franklin song. Um, so when you talk about her as an icon, that is, you know, that that is into global icon. 
they honored her even in London during the changing of the cards of the guards. So, right, did you all see that? No, no, I mean, no, 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 we didn't. No, we didn't. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. So I wanted to. Yeah, it is that amazing. Um, with the uh, when Florida happened, when this gentleman said that uh, you know we don't want to monkey this thing up, when I heard him say it. I said, okay, so we're back to business as usual because we remember with um, President Obama and uh, Mrs. Obama, that was the that was I think when the wide use of the word uh, the the association of African Americans with monkeys resurfaced when he ran for office. We saw it here and there, little bit by little bit, but when you know when he became president. That the use of that word monkey came up again and again and again because I remember watching on CNN someone having to explain why African Americans were so upset about the fact that so and so used the word monkey because people were like, well, what's the problem? What does that mean? You know, they didn't even know the historical negative connotations of the use of the word. And so now here Kathleen, we are. Why don't you, Kathleen, why don't you go ahead and talk about that? Because it's interesting. You know, we have a lot. We have some young folks. We're starting to look at the demographics of the show. We have some young folks that are starting to trickle in and tune in. And so you'd be very surprised. Some of these folks don't know these things. So why don't you take a few minutes to explain why that's, why, you know, it's so offensive to us. And maybe we can teach somebody something this morning. Well, back. And, and this probably goes way back even um, back to slavery. And, you know, when we first were brought into this country, first of all, we were not considered human beings. And I say we, I'm talking about black people. We brought here from Africa to many, many parts of the world. But when we brought into America, we were brought in on slave ships, packed into ships, chains, um, barely clothes, unable to move, having to urinate and feces, you know, to urinate and use our bowels right where we were, loaded into the bottom of ships, unable to move, and um, and basically many of us died. If you saw Black Panther, you heard the words of uh, Michael B. Jordan when he said, bury me in the ocean like my ancestors, who were, you know, I, I can't quote the whole thing, but... Uh, who refused yeah. to be enslaved here in this country, so they they jumped off of those ships. When we were brought here, in order for them to be able to legally treat us the way they treated us, which was less than like animals, they declared us three-fifths of a human being and said that we were not human. In the course of that, we will often refer to all kinds of animals, which is why even today there is a resistance for resistance by black people to call our athletes beasts and so forth. The first thing that they want to say about um, LeBron James or Michael uh, Jordan when he was playing and Magic Johnson is to, is to liken them unto some kind of an animal because of their... Um, uh, their prowess on the on the court or on whatever field that they are on. One of the most negative things that they would say about us is that we look like gorillas, that we look like monkeys, and that we were monkeys. 
and they would call black people monkeys all the time. And that continued through the Jim Crow era and be, and and uh, and and beyond, way beyond. And so finally, um, there was enough of an outcry to get people to stop referring to black people as monkeys. And when you hear people of a certain age and a certain persuasion start to use that word, however kind of way they want to flip it in, slide it in, push it in on the back of a boat, whatever they try to do, because this man is saying, well, I didn't call him a monkey. I just said we don't want to monkey this thing up. But, you know, somebody listened to every single interview that he's done on, um, on was it MSNBC? What was it? Well, every, who, which one? Fox, Fox News or Fox News? Fox News, I'm sorry. Every interview that yeah. he's done on Fox News, and they went back to, and looked at the numbers, and I think, uh, I know Jerome has the numbers and the amount of money they said they would have had to pay him if they were paying him. And he's never used the word monkey before. So $160 million. Thank you. <laughs> That's my time. Politically Thank free you, advertising. Say that again. Say that again. $160 million. They would have had to pay him if they were paying him for his uh, appearances on Fox News. So this is the first time that he's used the word monkey yeah. uh, in any kind of <clears throat> reference. So just Good. to give the history of that, and and you know, and you all may even have more. Um, that is yeah. that when I heard it, it was business as usual, and it brought back the uh, uh, references to President Obama, and as well to right. say that Florida specifically, which is where I was going. Florida specifically is always the state, one of the states that they're saying, we want to look at Florida and see who won Florida. We want to see what's going yeah. on in the, in the South in that particular state. So now that was mm. the Jeb Bush state. Remember, Jeb Bush was governor of Florida for as long as he could be governor of Florida. And when he left governor yeah. of Florida, he went straight for the presidency of the United States and lost. And so now we see... A, some, uh, an African-American man set poised to become the next governor of Florida, they are going to lose their mind. Not uh, yeah, you, you, you want to mess around and yeah. get any other state? You want to even put somebody temporarily in the governorship in the state of New York? Yeah, okay, fine. But don't come over here. Not Florida. So we yeah. need to do every possible thing that we can to make sure that that man goes into that office, send $5, send $3, <laughs> do, send $10 a month, money. <laughs> whatever you can do. Do a program. Yeah. We need to do a radio show on him. With every single thing we can do to make sure that that man wins that. It'd be state. nice to get. It'd be it, it'd be nice to try to get him on here. You're, you're absolutely correct about that uh, with, with this young man. He is reminding me of uh, President Obama. He's the uh, candidate that uh, didn't have a chance. And you know, I mean, there's a real movement going on here. And uh, you're right. We need to probably. You know, what we'll try to do is we'll definitely try to get some fundraising information up about him and uh, try to get that done. You know. But the reference to the to, to you know African Americans and apes, you know, I think it first came to the American conscious. You know, the Scottsboro Boys, uh, Jerome. I know you're familiar with that whole situation. The, the, the nine black teenagers that were accused of they, they were accused of raping two white women, and and basically when that trial happened was at the same time King Kong that movie came out, and and so then what they did was oh, to try yeah. to make these black women. 
you be guilty. They put this big picture of this big black ape dragging this helpless white girl away, and it kind of stuck. So th- there's a historical reason why. And then also talk about what happened overseas where the French soldiers, they thought we were monkeys and so with You know, he was trying to find tales on us. It's just a long, just, just a horrible history. So for anyone to use that word <clears throat> and for someone claim that, oh, I'm not going to apologize because that's not what I meant. For you to even use it in that context, Jerome, is ridiculous and stupid, and we're not going to believe anything he uh, has to say about that. What say you? Yeah, you know, I just want to kind of bring that up to date just because I know when we have to go back, and I know for the younger listeners, um, there's no reference to this, but with now DNA testing and what we know from, you know, our, our modern science, black people don't have Neanderthal or divinity in DNA. And those are closer to primates than actually anything else. Neanderthal is divinity. So just for the record, people um, back then were trying to, wh- what happens when somebody tries to enslave you or oppress you, they try to yep. discount you. So they try to say, you know, they're nothing but animals and whatever. The police does that with black people. That's why every time they shoot somebody black, they say first that they were scared, right? You try to make an 11-year-old seem like he's a superhuman, right? I was scared. 11-year-old reached for, reached for a soda so he could have used it as a weapon. White folks are masters at that, and they've always done it. And for... White folks that are listening, if you're offended, you are not being realistic. And you're not looking at what, um, overall, we're talking about bigger picture stuff here, overall what that impression has done to the psyche of white folks and have done to black folks. So we um, are always kind of conscious about looking at the bigger pictures on how we are programmed. Don't call in or write or tell us what your own personal opinion is on this. It is the overall you know, overwhelming abundance of propaganda that created that image, right? So that's all it is. And so even the LeBron James, what was it, a Sports Illustrated cover, where he has this, you know, white woman, he's holding her off to the side, kind of in that whole King Kong pose that they did a long time ago. I remember the mm-hmm. backlash from that. But that, that's all that is. But, you know, I, I'm not really big on you know, rehashing that because you cannot let people who are crazy set your agenda and talking points. They're keeping us off topic. So he got a little bit more publicity by saying that, but all he is doing is talking to racist white supremacists at this point. So they get a good laugh about it. What I'm saying is that you should focus on Gilliam or, or Gilliam who, who, who was not even polling at, he wasn't Third. He wasn't sec- He wasn't first or second. He was polling a distant third, and farther than that in some of those polls statewide, mm-hmm. and he beat them. And it's not just Gillum that we should be concerned about. It is Stacey Abrams in Georgia as well. They both did something that no other, especially black folks don't do, let alone white folks don't do when they run for office. The way they ran their campaigns, Nobody in the modern era has done that except for Obama. It's how we beat Hillary Clinton. So everybody, when somebody wins, what happens is that the, the chatter class, the political pundits on TV, they're not strategists. They are telling you something 
um, to give you an impression. They're trying to will something to come through. Um, he's going to win because of this, this, and this, and this. They're trying to put that in your head that that person is going to win. That didn't work in Florida. It didn't work in Georgia. When Stacey Abrams was running, the woman that was running against her was in the lead. Uh, she was in the forefront, but everyone's like, there's no way Stacey Abrams is going to win. Georgia's too conservative and blah, 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 blah. So instead of looking at Obama, Stacey Abrams, you know, you have Ben Jealous uh, running in Maryland. Instead of running in real-world conditions, the media, and I mean this from the political class of people, are always trying to turn everybody back to how they feel comfortable, how it works for them. This is what's going to happen because it looks this way. And they just keep getting stomped. And they keep saying, oh, we've never seen this before. You should have saw this coming a long time ago. You saw what Obama, you can get it done. I mean, so in my well, case, said, just, three, four, I, yeah. No, no, Will said no, 347850. No, Will said 347850127 to you listening to the serious side. Of the Jay Rouse show, well, I tell you what, just a, um, um, you know, I, the, the bottom line is I remember people drawing the cartoons of, you know, the president uh, being a pimp and his wife. And, you know, it's just ridiculous that we still live in this day and age where we have to deal with stuff like this. But you know what? It's the hand that we've been dealt, Mr. Elias, and uh, that's just the bottom line. You get the last word on this. What say you? Well, you saw my listen to what Jerome and Kathleen said. And, you know, I can remember going to um, events or, you know, different things, and you would just, you know, I mean, all the time you would see these derogatory pictures of uh, Michelle Obama and uh, the president, man. And it was just like, I don't get how. You know, even when they did the fist bump, that was a terrorist fist bump. It was oh, like, yeah. really? Everything that this man did, they they, they just, you know, they, they took it to a whole nother level. And now, this, you know, for this man to make these comments and then for people to just to defend them, it, it, it sickens me, man. So I, I'm like Kathleen Williams. I'd say we throw some money behind this guy, and he, and, you know, and and man, let's push him to the next level. Get out there and vote, and encourage everybody in Florida, because they said Dade County showed out. They came out in droves to vote for this guy. So I hope the same thing happens in the next election. I hope these people, I, I hope the people in Florida don't sit on their hands to get out and they vote for this guy, and they kick. And, and 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 kick it up to the next level. Broward County, absolutely, Mister. Yeah, Broward County too. Yeah, You're right. Broward too. County definitely showed out. You're right about that. All right, Mister Elias, try to break during the break. So can you get some uh, some information on his uh, campaign so we can get some money out to him if we could? All right, coming up next, we're going to do something that most news outlets did not cover: the 55th anniversary of the March on Washington. You listen to the serious side. We'll be right back after this. Don't go nowhere. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. They can't escape. Or call for help. Only you can save them. I'm James Cromwell. Please join with me and Peter, people for the ethical treatment of animals, to help put an end to animal abuse worldwide. For just $19 a month, you can immediately help save animals who are in danger right now. PETA has already stopped the suffering of countless individual animals. 
And no organization is more successful in exposing cruelty to animals than PETA. Call or go online now, and you'll receive a one-year subscription to Animal Times magazine. Plus, you'll also receive this handy reusable shopping bag and an informative guide to animal-friendly products. Don't let them suffer another minute. Please call or go online now. So just so you know, that's Barrow on drums, that's Eric on bass, and Lynette on keys. Um, Lynette and I took 18 planes to get here this morning, so we're happy to be here. We're extra happy to be here. Um, the last song I'm going to play for you guys is the title track of my new album, and I think people listen to the record and think it's a love story about someone that you've grown apart from, but it is my feeling about my country at this time. So when I say honestly, you guys say, I don't even want you no more. And then the second time I say it, you can say, you can walk out that door. All right? I don't even want you no more. And you can walk right out the door. So you'll get it. So sing along if you want. Yes? Excellent. this 
I have the pleasure to present to you Dr. Martin Luther King, J.R. I am happy to join with you today in what will go down in history as the greatest demonstration for freedom in the history of our nation. Welcome back in 347-850-1272 is our call-in number. It's the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network online radio. And it's best. Let's say good morning to our distinguished panelists. Let's say good morning to the very lovely Miss Kathleen Williams. Good morning, Kathleen. How you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? Doing outstanding. The smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Esprit. What's up, Mr. Jerome Esprit? How you be? Yes, sir. I'm good, man. How you be? Just another day in your world. And the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Mr. Elias, can we say hello to some folks that are out that's out there in the, in the social media world? Well, we had Covina Man in our chat room, of course, and we had a host of guests in there. All right. Say good morning to the Reverend. He's in the house. So I'll say, say good morning to Chris. What's up, Chris? How you be? Phillips in the house. Interesting comments from some of these cats following them. Andrew's in the crib. Also, Frank. Uh, Alan, uh, just on, oh, Mariana Music's in the house. Hey, Mariana, how you be? And, uh, of course, the resident expert, the one and only Johnny D is in the place to be. He's made his, uh, comment on the, made his remarks on the monkey enough comments. He says, I'm of the opinion, Representative DeSantos was speaking terminology, uh, he utilized in the comfort of his circle of close associates. Although some African Americans are offended by the articulate comment, I, however, am not offended by the comment. As a black man living in America, I understand the importance of having effective skills of articulation. Simply, we have to be we have to be comedians in this world, and the gift of communication is what it is. As I'm sorry, it's what it is. A gift. As black people, we have never had a national leader that cannot communicate effectively. We are a people of intelligence and inspiration and articulation. Comments should be should not be offensive. Whether you receive the comments regarding how nice you are, how well dressed you are, where you went to school, all of these are often segues for African Americans to get a seat at the table. Now, once you get at the table, don't forget to be prepared. Don't forget to prepare another seat. Guys, articulate. I love. Oh, I'm sorry. I called him articulate, but he don't get offended when I call him articulate. He's the man, Johnny D. Man, wonderful comments. Let's bring in our social, our director of social media, the one and only Rich Sister. Good morning, Rich Sister. How you be? I am doing well. How's everybody Good morning, Rich doing? Sister. Happy holidays to you. Thank you. I'm happy to celebrate. Uh, this past Tuesday, another year of life. So I and happy blessed. belated birthday, most definitely. Happy belated thing. birthday, Jackie. Thank you. Look at you getting older. <laughs> All right. All right, it is time to scold us. Get on them, Jackie. What should people be doing to stay in contact with the show? 
Well, if you would like to keep up with the TJRS Radio Network, definitely keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All three pages have the same ending handle, facebook.com slash groups, twitter.com, instagram.com slash TJRS Radio. Or if you would like to email us about anything, email at the serious side at outlook.com. Once again, serious side at outlook.com. So keep up with the TJRF Radio Network, all right? All right. And you know what I think we're going to start doing? All you people that be sending all this crap on these other uh, websites, blackradio.com uh, and all that stuff, you need to start going over to our Twitter and all that stuff. You know, I'm going to stop monitoring that stuff. you got to get out of these habits, break these bad habits, and get over there on Twitter and follow the show. You know, we need to do a better job, too. We need to start posting stuff. I need to get more active. I feel the love in the room. It's a beautiful day, beautiful Sunday, 347-850-1272. You're tuned to the serious side. Um, something that was not covered by the main media was this past August was the 55th anniversary of the March on Washington. And I didn't see not one damn thing about it. And it was interesting. I had planned on talk, talking about it this week. And Johnny D sent a text throughout the week to our group of friends saying, hey, you know what? I was waiting to see if anyone was going to say anything about it. No one said anything about it. So let me go ahead and make my comments about the anniversary. And so I said, hey, man, look at you. Two brothers, birds of a feather flock together because we were definitely going to spend some time on it this Sunday to just think about You talk about the Million Man March, Mr. L.A.S., the original Million Man March with some women in there as well. The March on Washington. Your thoughts, man, 55 years later, are we in a better place? Well, yeah, we're, 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 yeah we're, we're, we're in a better place. But if you want to talk about the march, you know, uh, Martin, when he spoke at the uh, – the march on Washington. He wasn't going. He was going to give a different speech than what he gave. And they mm-hmm. they reached out to him to tell him to to give the mountaintop speech. And the rest is history, man. I I, I didn't know that until I, I I think that was like a year ago that I learned that fact, man. That he 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 had a whole different speech. It was just amazing. Huh. That 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 brother was amazing, man. One of the most gifted orders of our day, uh, Kathleen, every time I listen to Dr. King, and I spend a significant amount of time, people may not know this, I spend a significant amount of time each month just getting into what I call my YouTube groove. And I'll go back and I'll sit and watch King speeches. I'll go back and relive the 60s. There's a documentary that I'm looking for that they used to show every year uh, during his birthday on AFN. AFN stands for the Armed Forces Network. And it was just a real live documentary of Dr. King. No narrators, just it was Dr. King and someone with a camera. And it was it was just some of the most compelling TV that I've ever watched, and I cannot find that for, I've been looking everywhere for, but I do, I spend time going back, and I really find myself always re-listening to that last speech, when he talked about his death, and the fact that he died the very next day, 
I mean, my guy, what a powerful person. And so when we sit back and really commemorate 55 years ago, last month, this man, in one of the most turbulent times in American history, stood up before a nation and gave that world-famous speech. Your thoughts on the 55th anniversary of the March on Washington? Wow. Well, one of the things that... uh, One of the things that we don't talk about often uh, about Dr. King is the fact that he was a prophet. And I, you know, maybe some people get uncomfortable with that word or don't know what it means or whatever, but um, in the church, we understand clearly, you know, there are, uh, you know, five disciplines and, and one of them is apostle, one of them is a prophet, and I think Dr. King was likely both. And so when he spoke of his death the day before, I'm just getting a little choked up as I think about it. When he spoke of his death the day before, um, he was uh, murdered. And he had spoken of his death many times before that as well. He knew that he wasn't going to get there with us. Um, uh, But he knew that there was a promised land. And so he was speaking words that God had spoken directly to him in his spirit. The Holy Spirit had spoken directly to him in his spirit. So he knew, and he also was a reverend, so he knew the word of God, so he knew that Moses also didn't get to the promised land with everyone else, right? But he did lead people there. That the king was a, um, a very powerful orator. He was an amazing reverend, and he was a prophet as well. That particular march that day, I believe, gave confirmation to the fact that black people spiritually, all of us, have a prophetic mantle on our lives because they called him and said, no, do that speech. You know what I mean? They may not have had those that had that vision that he would not live beyond another day, but we all have that ability in us. And that's, you know, that again speaks to that amazing um, testimony of courage and bravery and persistence and um, fight for the civil rights of an entire people in this country. In this country, it was, you know, black people pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed to make sure that this country turns because, but not for that, it would not have turned. As you can see, they are still hanging on by a thread. Many, many, many people in this country are still hanging on by threads, many of them black, to, to turn the tide back to where we were. <clears throat> As we can see, a lot of the folks that are <clears throat> voting for Trump and hanging in there with him and folks telling us that we don't need affirmative action after they rise to the level of the Supreme Court, much of that course of their lives because of affirmative action. And we see people sitting in the highest seat of an office in urban housing turning back legislation that helped us get, get helped him get to that position. So it's, you know, it, it's, it's so important that we really know our history and teach our children our history because 
if not for knowing your history, if not for knowing about the fact that we were called monkeys, you would not be offended when you saw that little boy in that HMS sweatshirt on that advertisement wearing a, a sweatshirt talking about monkeys. If we don't know the history, what do they say about it? It will repeat itself. So you have to have, we have to be vigilant about that. And um, knowing the March on Washington will help us to remember why we cannot lay down right now, because the fight is not over. You know, Jerome, uh, when we talk about Dr. King and the fact that, uh, you know, think about the connection between Dr. King and Aretha Franklin. You know, I didn't know this until some of the tributes poured out throughout the week that, you know, that the King... Uh, operation was bankrupt and he couldn't pay folks and so they you know um, Aretha Franklin and I think they said Harry Belafonte those two got together and tried to do a tour and they couldn't even fill up a very small place and Aretha just dug in the pockets and they say look we're going we're gonna to pay the payroll for your folks because we believe in the cause so think about this man and what are your thoughts uh, on the 55th anniversary of the March on Washington well you know well since you brought that up I, I want to say that when, um, you know, we talk about people like, um, I'm trying to think of her, I, her name escapes me, um, Maya Angelou and what she did and everybody who contributed. When it came to civil rights, it was all hands on deck because, again, only 30% of black churches supported Martin Luther King. We always act as if, we all united every time something happens against black folks that it puts all black people in the same place. Some black folks are scared. Some people like to, to um, be, you know, just kind of be safe out of that. And they will side against black people just because it's comfortable. They may not do something negative against them, but they'll side with them. But people like um, who played on... Um, the television show, Della Reese, I'm sorry, I was going to get even think of the name of the show, but people like Della Reese and all of those guys, they were out there. They walked with them, they supported them. Prince spent money helping the Million Man March, donated, the, donated a song, Michael Jackson gave money to stuff and, and you know, to help uh, Instead, told him not to tell anybody, not not for the sake that he was um, hiding it, but so that they wouldn't feel any pressure to give them credit. So, black folks that do that, and I opposed to the people who don't, who are obvious. You know, I'm not gonna, you know, call out Dak Prescott and all of them. I'm just joking. That was a black on black crime. Sorry, Captain. But <laughs> it sure was. <laughs> <laughs> it sure was. <laughs> it sure was. I'm trying to call him out, but I'm not. And but at the same time, some people choose to play it safe. I'm not mad at him for doing that. I'm just saying that we need to call it what it is and say, you know, like um, like um, I think it was Judge Mathis who spoke at Aretha Franklin, Aretha Franklin, and he he said. I want to get up and say something. And she said, are you scared? She went old school on him. She said, you from Detroit. And Mathis, when he got up and spoke, said some things that made people uncomfortable. Because that's who Aretha was, right? That is the spirit 
in which we come from, and you have to own it. When something is going down, like March on Washington, like Million Man March, like all of those things, we pool together. Sammy Davis Jr. sided with his people. You know what I mean? Like, we have a a strong tradition in that. So don't let other people externally, just because they're not covering it, just because they're not saying positive things about it, don't make them, don't let them influence you to hate your own people when um, we have a strong tradition of not doing that. So, March on Washington was one of those events where there was a lot of unsung heroes for that. And Martin Luther King was not the featured speaker at the March on Washington either. He was one of the other. Was he not really? No. He wasn't that big. Who was? Um, that's funny because I can't remember the guy's name. Wow, no. that's interesting. I, we did it, some research. No, on that. he was not even close. Martin Luther King was not that popular. Pretty much died pretty broke, like Malcolm. Yes, he did. Right. So, so when you talk about the people who reached out that made that fed them, you know, uh, we have a um, a local um, disc jockey here who's in his seventies, plays does old school on Sunday, the highest um, rated show in the region. That guy, he would tell you stories about him in in Winston Salem at um, Norfolk State and. Their professor, whenever Martin Luther King came to town, actually came to their house to eat. They were feeding him on his stops from ordinary people, people in certain positions, because they didn't have budgets that they were like, we're going to feed everybody at dinner. They weren't giving him salaries. To be a freedom fighter, to fight for your own salvation, you are not going to get corporate sponsorship. McDonald's is not going to sponsor that. Which is interesting, because then he, he won a Nobel Peace Prize, and that's like a million dollar, um, million yeah. dollar. Uh, yeah, you, you want a million dollars with the Was, it, million, was it a million dollars back then, though? I mean, do we know that? No, I, I don't know how much it was back then. But yeah. but even at the same time, knowing knowing the character, he probably put it back into the struggle for all the people who helped yep. him. Yep. You know what I mean? So we like to look yep. at individuals like they're milking the system and getting rich off of it, but. When you're an advocate for your people, that is not a good paying job. That's why it disturbs me when people talk about Reverend Sharpton. Every time somebody dies, Reverend Sharpton, someone, they don't pay that man to come to your town. They, even if they paid his airfare to get there, they don't give him no cash. He ain't making no money off of it. Mr. Farrakhan does not. You know what I mean? But we're so doggone cynical and jaded that we start letting other people define our, our actions when it comes to fighting for civil rights and fighting for justice for your people. But that is not uh, uh, a curriculum in school that you're like, here's the salaries of people who fight for civil rights. Because there would be yeah. no curriculum. <laughs> you got to get bottles and yeah, yeah. like everybody else. You know, Nobody and in full disclosure, <laughs> in full disclosure, you know, I have to admit, you know, you and I have had our battles. But that was one battle we had a few years back that you actually got me straight on. And I'm going to say, look, publicly you were right. Because I remember we talked about uh, where, I think, where they uh, repoed uh, 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 Al Sharpton's uh, Explorer, Ford Explorer. And I think we kind of went down that whole, that whole avenue. And I said, you know, after that comment, you're right. I mean, you know, listen, it's not free. And I thought about, 
you know, Dr. King, and I remember watching some of the autobiographies on Dr. King, how they would be, you know, eating at folks' houses, and you're right. I mean, that's how they, you know, people, there are a lot of people who played a role in the Civil Rights Movement that, you know, we will never know their names, but, uh, you know, I'm they played an important role, so it's good for you to bring up. Kathleen, don't flag on Jay. That's a black-on-black crime. We ain't have to bring up Sharpton and no repo. That's just wrong, Jay. <laughs> well, but I, I, look, Jerome, I'm, I'm giving you credit. I'm giving you credit for what happened a few years back. When I just said we shouldn't take shots at them because of the conditions that they go in because they're fighting for everybody's freedom. You're like, yeah, and he's really poor because he had a cheese sandwich yesterday. But uh, to your point, you know what? You know, you see, see, I'm done. I'm done with you, Jerome. I was trying to give you, you know, I was trying to let, let everybody know that you are absolutely correct. And what do you do? You commit a black on black crime. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. God bless you. Three, four, six. Yeah, whatever. This guy here, man. You can't even give him a compliment. He's going to swing at you. Okay, let me jump in. Let me jump in. If yeah, please do. about that. All you have to do is look at the hotel where they shot him. Look at where he was staying. Yeah. Okay, if he, was he would not have been at that motel. Right? He was not at a Marriott. Not, no, he was not at a Marriott. <laughs> or Howard Johnson. You know, they were very popular back then. Yeah. Uh, but to say that also is to say that a lot back at, in those days, remember, we might not have been able to stay at a Marriott. With, That's um, true. Especially in where he was, they might not have even allowed him into a Marriott um, uh, because of the fact that black people were not allowed to stay in certain places unapologetically. They would say, nope, can't stay here. Nope, can't stay, can't stay there. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in as well. And even with that, they wouldn't let him stay there because there was too many black people, too. Because mm-hmm. white folks are scared if there's – it's still like that to the day. If there's yeah. more than three black people, everybody want to wonder what y'all doing. Hey, what's going on? That's yeah, how mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, we, we continue to have those conversations. Time. I used Go to ahead, do promotions here in Gary, man, and we picked up Joe Torrey and Buddy Lewis at O'Hare Airport. And it was four of us getting into our elevator at the O'Hare Airport. And when we, a white woman was in there, and she clenched her purse, and we started on her. And it was like, hey, man, where'd you bury that body at? <laughs> oh, I thought we left it on. Uh, yeah, such, yeah, such, you told that story. Yeah, you, you talked elevator. about this on the J. Ryle show. <laughs> you talked yeah. about this on the J. Ryle show. Woman, yeah, I remember that. That <laughs> woman ran out the elevator, man. She couldn't get out the elevator quick enough. And we laughed. We laughed. We laughed so hard it was unreal. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, look at you scaring old white women. Johnny D is checked in uh, on the uh, March on Washington anniversary. (laughs) Yeah, she probably did. (laughs) Yeah, she probably did. All right, Johnny D's checked in on the March on Washington. He says, first let me applaud the contributors of the serious side for keeping issues which matter to our community uh, in our thoughts, conversations, and actions. I agree with Dr. Williams' comments regarding Dr. King being a prophet. Uh, his work and the work of millions of others behind the cameras and speeches must continue to be our goal as a community. As the Trump regime continues to embolden, uh, we can uh, we can never forget the days. I mean, sorry, the decoration. I'm sorry, the decoration the of uh, which comes with bigotry and hatred. We have to only live. We have to not only live the dream, but fulfill the dream. Thank you, J. Rob, for keeping the voice 
and the freedom of speech alive. Now, thank you, Johnny D, for uh, your comments. I'm sorry, sometimes they come in. They come in uh, in different Texas, so I have to kind of do the continuation thing, and they break words up between Texas. So I'm sorry, man. I hope I can give us some justice by reading some of your comments on the air. Uh, man, this guy, I love this guy to death, and uh, he's my little brother, and uh, I love him. I love him wholeheartedly. Thank you so much for your comments. All right, folks. Well, uh, the uh, it's been a good show this morning so far. Man, a lot of comments. Well, I- That's what's going to cut out of here. Go ahead real quick, Kathleen, because we have a lot of comments to read in the chatter box. Go ahead. No, 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 no it's Rich Sister. No, oh, Rich. Rich. I'm sorry, Jackie. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot you were here. I apologize. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry, Rich Sister. No, Go I ahead, just Jackie. wanted to just just make comments real quick. That I just thank God for uh, Dr. King and the man uh, that yes. he was. And to just reiterate um, some of what everybody said about just being able to teach your kids that history. Because that's why you see a lot of stuff going on, and and it's clear because people don't understand their history. They don't they don't know it. They don't know their history, and it's it's just so important. I just thank God for um, Dr. King and his life and what it represented, and just the man that he was, and just the honesty and truth about him you've seen and like a President Obama and so many people that came after him. And I just thank God for his life and his legacy. And you have got to pass that on that to our kids. It's crucial. <sighs> Nothing need to be added. We'll be right back. Online radio at its best. A new survey shows that most American adults have been surprised by a medical bill that they thought their insurance would pay for. And here's Allison Kojak reports. The survey by the research group NORC at the University of Chicago shows that 57% of adults have been surprised by a medical bill. And most of those people blame their insurance company. That's because when they sought the medical care, they thought their insurance would pay the cost. Caroline Pearson is the researcher who led the survey. What I found is that there's really deep confusion about people's insurance, and they actually don't have a good idea of what's going to be covered when. The largest share of surprise charges was for doctor services, but people said they were hit with unexpected bills for lab tests, hospital stays, and imaging as well. Pearson says people should study their health benefits closely so they know exactly what their insurance policy pays for. Allison Kojak, NPR News. In California, authorities say two people remain missing following a head-on collision between two recreational boats. A crash happened on the Colorado River in the Moabi Regional Park. About a dozen people were injured. A spokesman for the San Bernardino County Fire District says one had to be taken to a hospital in Las Vegas with life-threatening injuries. The search for the two missing set to resume this morning. Authorities in Harper County, Maryland, say the search for a woman who went missing in Friday's flooding will pick back up today. State police say the woman was swept away when she tried to help a man whose vehicle was overtaken by floodwaters. The man's body was recovered yesterday. I'm Giles Snyder. You're listening to NPR News from Washington. Folks, welcome back here. It is time for Chatterbox Final Thoughts from the world fam- our world famous chat room and from uh, social media. Mr. Elias, do you have anything from the world famous chat room, sir? 
Why, yes, I do. I have something from Covina, man. Uh, let me pull okay, it up. Of course. Uh, Covina, man, says, uh, Florida has school shootings, nightclub shootings, stand your ground shootings. I don't know if Florida's advanced enough to handle a black governor. One positive note, Democratic Party candidates are finally looking, looking more like party members. Racial diversity is everything. All right. You have anything else? That's it. Okay. All right. Uh, let me. Boy, I have a lot here. I want to read. Um, all right. For, first of all, we're going to hear from the Reverend the Pastor Stephen Jones, Richmond, Texas. Jay, your final comments last week moved me to tears. I pray that God's undying hand continues to bless this show. If you are listening to this show, it is your civic duty to promote this show to your friends. I remind my congregation every Sunday to listen to this informative show. God bless you, Jay, Mr. Esprit, Mr. L.E.S., Ms. Williams, Mr. John D. You guys are truly a blessing. Why, thank you, Pastor. What a wonderful thing to say. Philip from uh, Parallel, Texas says, I echo the comments of the listener praying for the return of Obama to the White House. We can dream, right? Yeah, we can, Philip. but wake your tail up because it ain't going to happen. Let's see here. Uh, Thomas from Portland, Oregon. Today's show has sealed it for me. I hear you talk about Kavina Man being the most loyal listener. Like in the movie Black Panther, I challenge Kavina Man for the crown. (laughs) Kavina Man, do you accept my challenge? (laughs) Uh, Do you accept my challenge? Ooh, look at this. All right, Marietta Music, oh boy. Good morning, Mr. Hater and Jerome with a heart. <laughs> I'm about, she said, I'm all about the music, Mr. Ryle. Who did you play during the second set? You know what, Marietta? You, you know what, Shazam, Jay? you'll find out that way. What, Jerome? Aretha just died. I don't need to have to play. Um, Respect. <laughs> okay. 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 Fine. No problem, Jerome. It was Layla Hathaway, um, uh, Mariana. All right. My wife. Kevin, the Republican from Phoenix. Yeah, your wife. Kevin, the Republican. Last Sunday, I was Googling John McCain, Obama, in parentheses, looking for an alternative news source on the death of Senator John McCain, and your show popped up. Wow, really? He says, I listened. Hold on, I'm sorry. Let me stroll down. I listened and was impressed. Wow, this is long. I listened and was impressed by you and your panelist comments on John McCain. The show intrigued me, so I started listening to your archived material. And more. And the more and more I listened, the more and more I realized that I have been playing on the wrong team. So from this day forward, you can call me Kevin the Democrat from Phoenix. <laughs> What's up, Kev? The Democrat from Phoenix. Boy, a lot of stuff came in this morning. Thank you guys for listening. But you know what time it is. My favorite time yes, of the sir. broadcast. My favorite time, too. Five, four, three, two, one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Pledge You know what time of the show it is. It is time for the Need to Know Basis with my man, Mr. Mariana Music. Mr. Mariana Music, what do you have for us this morning? <laughs> really, man? Really? Yeah, really. Hey. Black on black crime. Sorry. Stop Had hate, to do man. it. Hey, the yeah. I'm drinking. I- What's up, Jerome? What do you have for us this morning? 
<laughs> I see we got to boycott the show till Jay get his ass. <laughs> Everybody tune to the Ask Kathleen Network next Sunday. We take it. Alright. That's for Mariana. So you see how that go? Don't start hating. Yeah, I know you right. yeah, I got it. <laughs> Our first story, you know. This week has is an important week in black history. I just want to say that for the record, because you're, you're right. I did already have this on the um, on the docket, but um, before you said this um, in our segment, but you know, August 28th is a is an important day. In 1955, it was the Emmett Till uh, was killed. 1963, the March on Washington, and. Um, 2008, Obama accepted the Democratic nomination. Um, in Florida, Andrew Gillum received his nomination for governor, and Sean Shaw received his nomination for attorney general, first black attorney general mm. in Florida. And on the 29th, the next day, of course, is the birthday of the world's greatest entertainer, Michael Jackson. Yeah. yeah, Jerome, are, are you making a motion to change uh, Black History Month from February to August? I'm down. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very important day. If you just Google anything important that happened for Black History, August is a really pretty important month. So what the no, heck do we have February? Obama was born in August too. What'd you say? Yeah, he said that. President Obama. No, he was said born that. Oh, he was born, yes, yeah, yeah. he was born this month, too. No, I said he accepted the okay. Democratic nomination. Oh, I thought you said he was born. I'm sorry. Yeah, he was born in August. Yeah, absolutely. Born. So, right. you know, so on Wednesday, it would have been Michael Jackson's 60th birthday. But it was revealed wow. since his death. You know, his estate has earned 900 mil- exceeding $900 million since Michael Jackson passed. Wow. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. I know. All right, now, um, you know, Puerto Rico, you know, they raised the official death toll yeah. from Hurricane Maria to 200, I mean, for 2,975 people from 64. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is a, that's a big job, right? So, <laughs> yeah. so this has been changed for the first time since um, December. Following the publication of new research from George Washington University's Milton Institute um, School of Public Health, and um, they said the independent study um, it had been severely undercounted, to say the least, and the new accepted figure is now still an estimate. So the 2,975 people is still an estimate. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Can you remember when that dotard said, hey, um, this is at least not bad as Katrina? Yeah, right? yeah I remember that. Yeah, right. Make that and they blame right. it on the doctors. They blame the incorrect count on the doctors not knowing how to classify people in a, in a um, natural disaster. Right. right. They don't so, know how to count dead. Right. So, so this would be... Puerto Rico is not in the United States is what they're trying to claim. Like, we didn't really know what was going on over there. That is still oh, yeah. the United States. Yeah. Like, Hawaii and Alaska. I mean, Puerto Rico is closer than Hawaii and Alaska anyway. 
<laughs> Don't act like Puerto Rico is on the other side of the world. Yeah. They could have got resources. That's all I'm saying. Now, Google says that it displayed a link on its homepage in January 30th of Trump's State of the Union, Union address, but didn't advertise his speech because they never um, advertised speeches from the first um, joint session, any president. Now, if you don't know, Trump complained that search engines were conspiring against conservatives. But here's one thing I need to tell you. Republicans' um, numbers are 26% of all the people who vote in this country. So if you just do that numerically, you wouldn't be at the top of a search engine if you get 100% of 26% of anything it's still not the majority. I I don't like the fact that when we're watching news and stuff, those guys kind of make it look like they're always equal. It's like it's either the Republicans or the Democrats. And it doesn't work like that. They're 26% of the electorate. So just because you get 90% of 26%, that is not good enough to act like you should be telling everybody else what to do in the world. So... Just wanted to put that out there, just in case you didn't, just in case you saw that story. Now, the USDA confirmed Wednesday that one animal um, intended to be used for beef in Florida had mal- mad cow disease, but it says that it was, yeah, it, they said that it was put down, and there's no evidence of brain um, wasting in people. Now. I don't know what that means exactly. But Me, neither do I. I would stop meat for a minute. <laughs> like I'm just, I'm just saying. Whatever the USDA is, and this is Trump's USDA. So when they say stuff like that, mm, I, I'm starting to get a little worried. The USDA. You're not the there. only one, man. You are not the only one. Yeah, because think about how mad cow disease works, right? Mad cow disease, if you don't know. It is usually if you eat the cells of the same animal that you are. So if you eat human meat and you're human, you're going to have the shakes, right? Mad cow disease is cows eating cow meat. Like you can't do that. So what happens is that there become mute, there are mutations in your body that happen. So if you eat infected meat, it is going to affect your nervous system. That's why it's called mad cow because it affects their brains and in their central nervous system and whatever they get to shake. So if you eat mad, eat, eat a cow that has mad cow disease, it is going to affect your central nervous system probably. And when someone says, out of all the cows we had, only one had it, I am going to be a little skeptical. How did you get it? Well, Jerome, thank you for effectively ruining my breakfast. I am so sorry. Even though I don't eat meat, I was eating a salmon burger and I just felt like, oh my God, I just pushed it to the side. Thanks a lot. Oh, gosh. And salmon, salmon. Don't don't worry about it. You're fine. If it was dark, uh, that's a whole other story. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> no, oh, the cells of the animal that it, I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> and you're like, wait, 
had to stop eating until you figured if I was going to go to salmon next. Like, I was like, wait a minute. Everybody else carry on with your with your um plant food. I guess I won't be cooking no ribs today, huh? No ribs. <laughs> so the National Enquirer's circulation has plummeted as this Trump-friendly tabloid, uh, you know, attacked his political foes and suppressed stories about his sexual affairs. So their private financial documents and uh, circulation figures show that the tabloid's business was declining even as it published um, stories attacking, um, you know, Hillary and all of these other political opponents of Trump. So the, <laughs> I, I don't know if they're going to go out of business because they own a lot of newspapers, but people are pretty much not picking up the National Enquirer. Everybody knew hmm. it was just way, but they were, you know, looking at it for entertainment. Yeah. But once you found out that they were doing hit jobs on people for political benefit, I think people stopped even entertaining themselves with the Enquirer. Didn't the CEO of that uh, didn't the CEO of that paper uh, didn't he uh, isn't he cooperating in the investigation now? And he for uh, yes, he is. Well, yes, he is. Unlike unlike Cedric the Entertainer's joke that he's too pretty to go to jail, that dude is too old to go to jail. <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry, um, I'm gonna have to give Trump up because <laughs> he's like, I can go to jail. Yep. So he's all of them turning on him, man. All of them. And they're saying, wow. the Inquirer, they had a faith of information that was damaging to Trump that they had, you know, you know when they, what they do is they buy stories, they put them to the side, and it's almost blackmail. But they have a bunch okay. of stuff for Trump. But since he's cooperating, I wonder if they have some of those stories, which probably had to do with financial issues or whatever. I wonder if the Mueller team has all of that stuff, too. But the choir had... Know. Yeah, they were stockpiling information on Trump. And they were doing this since, like, the 80s. So imagine wow. what they have on Really? Yep. Now, the U.S. Immigration... The U.S. Immigration Court have um, had a 38% increase in cases backlog since Trump took office. There are 747,049 pending cases before 351 immigration judges. Again, almost um, 750,000 pending cases um, and they only have less than... um, 400 judges. But they keep making more problems for themselves, right? Really? Alright, so since um, Jay um, decided to do John McCain early, let me um, say this. Now, John McCain tried to orchestrate the sale of Oak Flat, like which was the Apache holy site in Arizona in the Tonto National Forest for um, foreign mining conglomerate um, that's according to the Huffington Post. Now, the, a site was where they gathered food, medicinal plants, and holy dances and healing set ceremonies. So I want to tell you that John McCain was not a, fin, a friend of people of color. But just because Trump is so horrible, he orchestrated his own funeral to have President Obama and Bush there, knowing that it would take all the ratings off of the charts just by having them there. To take a shot at somebody So John McCain orchestrated that He actually made it um, Political for a reason So when somebody says I don't believe in them being political at funerals I don't know why they do that 
If it's my funeral, y'all can cuss anybody else y'all want. Anybody else y'all want. <laughs> you know what I mean? If the person wasn't political, they were conscious, don't act like they weren't. Right? So that somebody can act like they was my friend when they wasn't. Not that everybody's not my friend. I just want to put that out there. Now, um, <laughs> now some people took to Twitter with a pound John McCain um, hashtag, and they said that John McCain wanted to take water from the Navajo where the nation's 40%, the 40% of their population didn't have access to clean water. And we chased him off into a car. He got an emergency flight out because he feared for his life. And another person wrote, today I'm told we should pretend that John McCain didn't pick Sarah Palin as his running mate in 2008. <laughs> so big shout out to John McCain. That was my contribute <laughs> to that story. All right, now. Thank you, Jay, for not interrupting that. Probably is like, um, you know, President I'm just going. What you say, Jay? President Obama did say yeah. in his speech, you know, we've all he John did some things that he was sorry about. He did say that. Well, no, 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 but but okay, I know we're being nice about this, but it's just like them saying John McCain did have a temper and he used pretty um um. Racy language John McCain cussed like a sailor because he was a sailor John McCain was pretty damn vile John McCain disrespected a lot of folks So we can't act like that in his death I know we have to We're nice because he transitioned So all of his sins are washed away But at the same time I am not taking a picture of that man Like he was anybody's savior On this side of this planet So he may have won the war Been a war hero All of that other good stuff But is our job to say, here's what the truth is, right? Because I guarantee you when something happened to Minister Farrakhan, everybody be playing the fact that he said something about Jews like it hurt their feelings. I guarantee that. So John McCain don't get a pass. Here, here. All right. Now, um, the federal judge ruled in North Carolina that the entire congressional map was gerrymandered um, and he is now mulling, mulling an order to redraw before the midterms. Now, the midterms is coming up. Really? But, yeah, on Monday, a three-panel judge ruled in favor of the election advocacy group and Democrats who were suing to challenge their congressional map drawing in 2016. And they said, so that actually would change Congress. Like, they would make some of those races for Republicans not even just very competitive, but just it would probably push it into the Democratic side. Right. But they're even thinking about putting off their midterms until January. What? Because they, they should. Yeah. Federal judge ruled that they gerrymandered all of these districts to keep power. And now we have, it takes time to undo them. So now they're saying you got to undo them by the midterms. You got a couple, mm. you got a, about a month to do that before people can actually run for office. So they're fighting. Wow. They already And they ruled. need to stop the uh, the hearings for the Supreme Court justice. They need to because they're looking at this man, and they see he's not only a mobster criminal and a uh, and in the pocket of Putin. He he has nominated this man to the Supreme Court, and half of his nominees to every other office had some kind of connection with this Russian. Uh, a cohort mm-hmm. will. They need to it, stop every single other nomination that he's putting forth until these midterm elections happen. Well, 
Well, even after they happen, if they lose, they'll be jamming stuff through before January. You know where this is going. Yeah. So that's why the Republicans are pretty much ignoring. Um, he has years of documentation that they will not release. And they even, exactly. They even told the Federal Archives on the Fed site not to release it to Congress. So they have like 1% of all the documents that they need to have, and they're starting hearings on Tuesday. That shows how far Republicans are. So when a Republican yeah. comes to you when they're running for office and say, we're working for your best interest, you need to just... They're lying. Because that's yep. too blatant. That is blatant that they're doing that. What are you saying, Jay? Oh, Jay, wanted to get in. I'm just uh, monitoring the board, man. I'm just trying to keep us on time, baby. That's all. You just do your thing. Just do your thing. All right. <laughs> all right. My bad. All right. So the NCA. It is, it is blatant. I just wanted to just jump in real quick and say, not only is it blatant, it's um, it's uh, totally adverse to the oper- the democratic operation of this country. How can you put people in power to make votes, to be able to make decisions for the country, and then withhold the information that they need to choose the, to choose the path that they want to go? Withhold the information from them and then tell them to vote. It's absolutely insane. They need to now, the whole Republican Party needs to be impeached. Yeah, I got a question though. They need they need so many votes, right? With John McCain not being there. Can they can they still vote that in? Yeah, because the the um, governor is going to re- um, appoint somebody, I think, on Tuesday, and that person gets to stay there for two years. So okay. if they don't run elections, then every state is different. But when someone passes an office, they don't run a special election. They let them fulfill the rest of their term. So they're thinking about Cindy McCain, the um, the assistant to the governor. Yeah, but that, these are all the people who they were talking about. Um, because it's done, been done before when someone passes. Yeah. They do put somebody in their family in office a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. All right, Jerome, all this commentary has limited our time, so now you have time for one more story. <laughs> Good luck with thing. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> all right, so a hunter mistakenly um, thought he had killed the bear with an arrow. Um, oh, he was boy. severely mauled. And uh, when they, he approached the bear, the bear was boy. playing possum. <laughs> bear played possum. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I got to end on that one. Oh, I'm just saying, I can keep going with the story, but it happened in Southern California on Friday when he approached the wounded bear. Well, he was like, I got him. And the, and the bear said, no, you didn't. Work that out in your head. Have a good week. Thank you very much, Jerome. Beautiful. And on that note, it's time for our final thoughts. I want to read a comment from Verbal Bite. Mr. Elias, you must have forgot him. He's in the chat room. Says the Democratic Party has been fractured and destroyed. Just, uh, okay, just like what happened to the Republican Party, the Tea Party destroyed the Republicans from within, and the Socialists destroyed the Democrats. Thanks, Bernie. All right. Time for our final thoughts. Uh, Kathleen Williams, your first final thoughts. I really want to thank um, Aretha Franklin, the Queen of Soul, for her generous and very sweet spirit, for honoring the Word of God and not letting any of her talent uh, be hidden. She brought forth every single thing that God blessed her to be able to do. 
One primarily um, was to, of course, uh, sing, and as they said so eloquently at, at her funeral, to blend the secular with the with the gospel, and to help us feel so much that we may not have ever felt if we had not heard her voice and all of the songs that she sang. So I give honor to her, to her life. I thank God for her life and for all that she has meant to me and to so many of us. So I think that her send-off was a really beautiful one. And I just encourage all of us, if we, you don't know her, you don't know all of her music, and you couldn't possibly know it all, um, to listen to Aretha Franklin Radio. They have it on Pandora. They have it on Spotify. Just pull up her songs and blast it throughout the rest of the summer from your car. <laughs> and let's just continue in a real black folks way. Uh, and just let's continue to give honor to her life, regardless of what anybody says. Um, she right. deserves our, she deserves our love because she certainly gave her love to all of us. So, um, right. Queen of Soul, God bless you. Thank you so much. And I am so happy you have been in the land of the living during your lifetime. Well said, Mr. Jerome. It's free man. Final thoughts. All right, and, and on the theme of Aretha Franklin, I'm going to take a little bit of the controversy apart, the controversial part of Aretha. Um, when Ariana Grande came up with that really short dress, the pelvic, yeah. pelvic dress that she had on, and everybody lambasted her on social media, I want to say that it was absolutely correct for them to do that. Although she's a young girl and she may have been naive and not known, I feel really bad for her that she has to go through this. But she has a manager, she has an agent, and if you are going to hang around black folks, you need to know what etiquette is when people pass away. So there is no excuse that she came out there thinking that there was Grammy because somebody passed away. It was an icon, it was a black ceremony, she was a person of the church, and you need to respect the culture. You can't use the culture as a springboard, get your black credential card, and being around black folks. So if you're going to do that, black people are absolutely right, being upset that someone came in there with a short skirt on um, to honor someone when they pass. So I want to make sure I am clear on that and that people understand, yes, we do empathize with her and she's young. We're not bashing her. But this is for... A, a shot over the ball, uh, over the ball, that we're letting everybody know. Whether it's Justin Timberlake, which I hopefully never is at anybody's black services, or anybody else who likes to assimilate black folks' music. When you go to black folks' events, please respect that, or find a black friend and let them tell you what a repass is. And on, well, and one more thing, I just want to tell you this: that um, if you did not see any of the service. Check out um, Early Caesar's rendition of How I Got Over, and that will set your week straight because those guys did an amazing job, and I love that song. So um, I want to just acknowledge Aretha Franklin and her ceremony, her going home ceremony. That's all. Amen. Amen. Ditto. Uh, well said, as, as, as always. Uh, the man gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. Elias. Final thoughts. Look, folks, get out and vote. That's what I'm going to say to you. And if you want to donate to Andrew Gellum, 
Uh, the site is andrewgillum.com for governor. And um, you can donate right there. And it's got a picture of him, his wife, and his three lovely babies. So get out there and vote, folks. And Absolutely. donate. If you're listening to him. Donate. I'll give, yeah, I'll give a damn. It's a dollar, nickel, quarter, penny. It all helps. Get out there and vote. And donate. Momo B, we're talking to you. Get out there and do that. Final thoughts from Johnny D. Recently I spoke with uh, my Hispanic slash Latino brothers from Puerto Rico and the well-being of his family. The lack of humanity and support and resources rendered in aid to that territory by America is shameless and appalling. It is imperative that that the African-American community reach out and provide assistance. Just a thought, do your homework on Mayor Andrew Gillian before you cast your net anoint you net anoint okay you yet anoint him as the next President Obama this candidate lacks the municipality management and ethics just because Trump has none of the af- aforementioned uh, we as a community must ensure we support our support remains with ethical candidates finally as most Americans prepare for Thursday and more particularly Sunday the NFL starts the start of the NFL season, we don't need a bunch of millionaires taking a knee and thinking that there are contributions to the cause of investing in the community. And let me take this few minutes. First of all, we're about to lose the live audience, so thank you guys for listening. You can hear the rest of this in the uh, uh, rewind edition of the show. Let me turn this down because it's about to become real, real loud. And let me take this opportunity to say something about a very special person. And three days from now, uh, it will be the birthday of one of the most important women in my life. This is the woman who gave me life. This is the woman that as I grow older, I really appreciate her counsel and everything that she's meant to me. I love her with everything that I have. And, yes, yeah, she can be a little bit cranky and a little bit bossy. And, you know, and every time I would send her a paper home because like of her educational background, she would, you know, she would do red line ink and said, okay, don't use that word. This is the proper grammar to use. But at the end of the day, she has meant more to me, especially in the last few months than she will ever know. Miss Dorothy Nevels, I love you. I love you. I love you. Oh, my God, and I cannot wait until I see you again. I am your son, and no matter what I do in life, I will always be Miss Dorothy Neville's son. So, Mama, I love you so much. Thank you for bringing me into this world, and thank you for what you continue to do for me in my life. God bless you. And on that note, Mr. L.E.S., my mama ain't crazy. Leave it alone. <laughs> and if we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Brown Show. Folks, it has been an honor to serve you as always. So, for Kathleen Williams, for Jackie, for Jerome Spree, for Johnny D, and the man, Mr. Elias, I'm Jay Rowe. Said, have a great work we can remember if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff. It is the serious side. See you next week. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.